Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Presented by Locked On, it's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. I'm Joe, he's Kyle, from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday, Water Cooler Wednesday edition of the show. Kyle, I have no idea why I felt it was necessary to establish who was who, but uh, 600 podcasts into our tenure together, I thought I should let everyone know who we are. Probably the first time we've ever clarified who's who. Yeah, and people could be confused, you know? It's big. Uh, it's a big move on our part. Yeah. Hey, so um, I, I have a confession to make before we get into the football side of things. Here, we oh. usually take the first three minutes and talk about some bullshit first, and that's exactly what we're going to do. That oh, confession. I have a I have a, a new fad, oh. like a new thing that I do when we record, and I wanted to make you aware of it. Okay. I put music on in the background. That's weird. In like my head, ears. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But I did. I Like, I've been doing it for grind time when I go on Twitch and do grind time. And I just randomly did it one day last week for the podcast. And now I've been listening to music for each of the last six podcast episodes that we've recorded. Does it help you pay more attention to our dialogue or? No, no, it does not. Okay, so there's no benefit. You're just doing it and you feel like I needed to. <laughs> it's, know it's enjoyable. And I wanted to I wanted to fess up like in the event that you finish a statement and I'm late on the draw or I didn't quite hear it, it's because I was jamming out. Oh, that's weird. Like right now, I'm listening to best remixes of popular songs, 2019 uh, EDM bass rap trap music mix 11. Sounds terrible. It's awesome. Probably, it's got a great beat. Probably no steel guitars and fiddles in that. No, no, you're right. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some 90s country, brother. Uh Dude, um, all right. You wanted to talk about the Denver Broncos, the well, team sorta. that 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 uh, pulled through for me last year. Yeah, screw them for that. Yeah, yeah well, uh, sick. Yeah, I had to rely on Jeff Driscoll to win games for me. How'd that go? It didn't go well, Kyle. Oh, okay. Didn't go well. Sick. <laughs> okay, so check this out. Vic Fangio had the following to say about his second round quarterback. Drew Locke, I thought these comments were pretty interesting. He says, and I quote, his college offense had no carry over to pro offenses. He was under duress a lot. I don't think he's far along. I don't think he's as far along being an NFL ready quarterback as he could have been. He's not a quarterback yet. He's a hard throwing pitcher who doesn't know how to pitch. Vic Fangio on Drew Locke, his second-round quarterback. Wow, really ingratiating himself with the guy he's potentially going to work with for the next couple years, huh? Well, I I mean, this guy straight up said he's not a quarterback. Yeah. And I think this is fascinating. On the heels of 
the Hall of Fame game next Thursday night, a week from today or tomorrow, where we have the Falcons and Broncos playing. What, what, Drew Locke's going to go out there and play quarterback? He's not a quarterback? He is probably going to play the second and third quarters. Fascinating to me. I, I mean, this is like interesting because college football, the NFL has taught us that it is more open than ever to drafting and playing college spread quarterbacks. Right. Yep. There's there's countless examples in recent years. Vic Fangio, surprisingly, the seventh oldest head coach in the league. I thought he was older. He's 60. Comes forward with these comments. And we had oh, he's an, old, he's an old school guy. That's why he, he is. But I mean, <laughs> how are these comments beneficial? Is it a message to Drew Locke? Has he not taken OTAs and camp seriously? Like, why say this through the media? Um, wants to get a good soundbite out there and make Joe Flacco feel secure about his starting job? Not necessarily what I would want to be doing. Well, you know how fragile Joe Flacco is. We know how he handled the Lamar Jackson situation. Uh, Joe Flacco sat there, watched the team that he won a Super Bowl with, that drafted him in the first round, draft his successor. Joe Flacco gets hurt. Lamar goes six and one to close the season and gets the the Ravens to the playoffs. Don't don't be QB wins guy now. I'm not being a QB wins guy, but Joe Flacco led that offense better than, or excuse me, Lamar Jackson led that offense better than Joe Flacco. I don't want Joe Flacco comfortable right now. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm just telling you with with his personality and his approach to being a quote-unquote mentor and how he's kind of stiff-armed that notion and he just wants to start, like, this is probably an appeal for for Joe Flacco. Uh, I, I have the numbers. If I have, like, a second, I can get them. No, you should have had them ahead of time. We don't have time for this today. No, we do. We do. No, we don't, though. No, we do. Especially I don't you, care. Especially because you said we don't. That means we definitely do. And me talking right now is – causing me to fumble you're listening to music i don't even know what you could possibly be upset with right now after your awkward confession here it is i've got the numbers john elway general manager of the denver broncos uh is now on his fourth he's on his third head coach and fourth starting quarterback since Peyton Manning led Denver to a Super Bowl championship in 2015. Yeah, but John, John always hot uh, seat's not hot at all, though, because he won a Super Bowl as the quarterback and, and brought a Super Bowl to Denver as the GM because he signed Peyton Manning. Is Fla- I mean, Flacco and Fangio are like the ultimate, like, I just need something that's stable, right? Right. You'll play good defense. They got good defensive talent. Brother, the Chiefs and Chargers are in this division. Wake up, John. Wake up. God damn, Packers fans are pissed at me, Joe. Uh, what I tell you about lumping an entire fan base into one person on Twitter? No, this this is not one person. These people are angry because I said, hey, like a little weird that we cut Mike Daniels. Well, we needed the cap space to sign Kenny Clark. Well, you've got Kenny Clark under control through the end of 2020. Right. The Packers woke up today and said, we want to be a worse football team, so we're going to cut Mike Daniels. Right. I don't with, understand it. With a mentality that's really trying to blend win now versus you know extending for the long term, like you got Aaron Rodgers right now. You don't know what quarterback's going to look like without Aaron Rodgers, but odds are it's probably not going to be as good. 
So I understand you want to retain the core of your team, but this is a team that traditionally speaking has always been very conservative and re-signed their own guys and built through the draft. They come out this year like gangbusters and spend a ton of money in free agency because they want to win right now because they got a window right now. And then they decide on July 24th, yeah, we want to win now, but our second best defensive lineman, we don't want him anymore because he's 30 years old and coming off a foot injury and cost $10 million. And two years from now, we're going to have to extend Kenny Clark. Defense that was ranked 18th in the NFL last year um, in total defense. I don't get it. I, I don't understand why, like, even though you feel good about Dean Lowry or maybe you want to use Rashawn Gary in a different way than maybe you had anticipated, why Why wouldn't you just keep Mike Daniels and let him walk after the season and then right. retain some type of a comp pick for him? There was no incentive to releasing him today. But Unless Packers, pa- but Packers, fan, Packers fans are angry with someone for saying that they probably should have just let him stay this year. Well, that, because that, I don't work for a team, so I'm not smart enough to know what the hell I'm talking about. Right. Um. Fan bases want to defend their teams. They they don't like to hear criticism towards their team, but I can't think of a logical explanation as to why this happened today. Well, and that was my that was my last point. You know, I'm done I'm done addressing it now. But the last thing that I put out today was you angry Packers fans better hope I'm not as dumb as you think I am because I think your team's gonna win 10, 11 games this year. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, it, I'm allowed to not like the move. Just like I'm not allowed, I'm allowed to not love the Rayshon Gary pick, but I loved like 90% of what the Packers did this offseason. And in the grand scheme of things, not every move's gonna go right. And Mike Daniels is probably gonna go somewhere and have a really nice year. And the Packers, if they don't win a Super Bowl, they'll say, hey, I wonder if Mike Daniels could have helped them get over the hump or, or win that game that they lost and, and kind of really cost them in the playoff seating or that playoff game that they lost. I, yeah. it, 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 we're not working and dealing in absolutes here where I think the Packers are shit because they cut Mike Daniels for no reason today. I just think it's odd timing and it's a dumb move to cut Mike Daniels effectively for no reason, unless you're going to sign Kenny Clark tomorrow, which is dumb because you have two years of control over Kenny Clark still. Especially for a homegrown guy, right? A player that you drafted in the fourth round in 2012 has been a really good player for you since that moment. Why today? Good question. I don't have the answer to that. Do you have any answers to Jacoby Brissett? Uh, yes, I do. Let's talk about Jacoby. Jacoby only put out three tweets this week, so I'm a little worried about next week's segment. <laughs> uh, he asked on July 17th, uh, Wednesdays with Jacoby. He said, uh, what's on the other side of a black hole? Joe, do you have any idea? I'm guessing if anyone's ever been on the other side of a black hole, they would have told us. Here's the thing. Once you go into the black hole, you don't come out the other side. So it's a weird question. Conceptually speaking, not to get too much into quantum physics and that kind of stuff. Oh, boy. Fear to drop some knowledge on you today. God bless it. Okay. Conceptually speaking, there are astrophysicists who believe that black holes can serve as portals to alternate realities or alternate dimensions. So 
traveling through a black hole will bring you through a rift in time and space and bring you out the other side into an alternate reality or dimension. Would you go in one, Kyle? Um, tell you what, if I was 95 years old <laughs> and my quality of life was pretty rotten and they didn't have the ways to fix me, I'd say sign me up just in case on the other side they can make me 20 years old again. So that's a hard no based on your current life. Uh, my based on my current life, there is a zero point zero 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 percent chance that I'm going inside a black hole. We just because I will get you'll you, all, all matters like torn to shreds. So no thanks. We just celebrated the fiftieth uh, anniversary of uh, landing on the moon. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty Would cool. you go? Would you go there, Kyle? Uh, I need a few more safe trips before I sign myself up. <laughs> I want to know. I, I want to know that I'm coming home. You know. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going. That, that was the question at ACC kickoff last week. The moderator asked every single coach that at the end of their podium session, and it was funny to hear the 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 replies. And just about How everyone said, yeah, yes. "I like it here on Earth." No, not not one of them. I like it here on Earth is what they said. <laughs> <laughs> Football coaches aren't wired to go to the moon, man. You know? No, they're not. No. <laughs> Maybe Mike Leach. Mike Leach is going to the moon, but then that's it. Uh, Jacoby says on July 18th, lightning never strikes the same place twice. How does lightning know where it has already struck? I mean, is that a fact? It's a that- saying. It's a saying. I so mean, I know I, I've, I've, I've heard stories of, of human beings that have gotten struck by lightning multiple times. Are you kidding? No. You know people that have been struck by I lightning. I don't know them, but I've read stories of like this guy got struck by lightning like three times. Okay, don't you think it's a little bit weird that neither neither me nor you know anyone that's been struck by lightning personally? But this guy got struck three times? Right. After the first time, are you just never going to go outside again when it rains? Like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> go into the storm bunker? I'm doing a Google search for how many people have been struck by lightning. 240,000 people. Were in, are injured each year. Each year. 6,000 global deaths by lightning By getting strikes. struck by lightning. 240,000 people are injured each year by lightning strikes. And we don't know a single one. I know somebody whose house got struck. Sure, yeah. I know all kinds of stuff like that. The United States averages about 3,700 lightning-specific deaths per year. 3,700? Yeah. What, are they hitting people with pacemakers and shit? I don't know, but I think it's a little bit odd that you have, in your lifetime, as an American citizen, in your lifetime, you have a 1 in 3,000 chance of being struck by lightning. No. Hard pass. You can't get struck by lightning inside, and I don't necessarily play in the rain very often. Is that true? I don't you know. You can't get I... struck inside? I mean, I was always raised to say, you know, don't, don't, don't go by your electronics sitting next to the window. Yeah, yeah, I've been told that too. Damn it, man. I'm going to get lit. We had big time thunderstorms come through on Monday. I'm so glad we're doing this podcast afterwards because I'd be real shook. If any of our listeners, chances are based on this number that that at least one or or two of our listeners have I've been struck by lightning. Yeah, I want I want to know you. I want to meet you. Please hit me up yeah. on Twitter. I'll I buy you a beer. How's that? Yeah, I'll buy I you owe a, you a beer. I'll buy you a beer, whatever. <laughs> That's great. Last tweet by Jacoby. Man, who coined the saying a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's? How'd they come up with this information? 
This tweet did not do well relative to his others. Oh, yeah. Poor performing. He's He's been reaching, and then he's been silent for five days. I think he's uh, I think shook. he's back to business now. Um, well, that's, that's a real shame to us. A dog's mouth is cleaner. Yeah, I've heard that before. I never questioned it. Because j- different kind of bacteria, right? Yeah, I'm guessing scientists have done studies to... But, but like, dogs lick their own buttholes and stuff like that. They eat poop. I'm not eating poop, so how's my mouth dirtier than? I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm you're just exposed to. You put more variety of things in your mouth. Well, this is interesting. <laughs> in terms of foods and things, that, there is a, a broader scope of things that humans put in their mouth than dogs. Now, they'll, dogs will put disgusting things in their mouth. But for the most part, in a typical day, it's food, water, whatever toys they may chew on. You could have multiple things for, for to eat that come from multiple places in the world with different types of bacteria on them. I'm not going to argue with you. I just want to know if you have anything else we, we talk about before we move on to the uh, schedule predictor. No, I'm good. You're good? All right, so if, if you guys listened to the show last week, Joe and I finally made our first bet of the year, which we're real stoked about, or at least I am. Did you see the odds when I put it on Twitter? It didn't look good for you. Yeah, it was like four to one. Yeah, not great. That's all right. These idiots don't know what's good for them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the bet was the Chargers and Chiefs versus the Cowboys and Eagles, which team ends up with more or which two teams end up with more combined wins. Joe has the AFC West's Chargers and Chiefs, and Kyle has the Cowboys and Eagles in the NFC East. So what each of us are going to do today, Joe, I have a schedule predictor up. We're going to work our way through one of the two teams. So who, which one of my two teams do you want to pick the schedule for in 2019? Um, Dallas. You want to pick Dallas. I'll pick the Chargers today. We're going to go through all 17 games. We'll make it fairly quick. And we'll see what the schedules look like and see how the uh, predictions are forecasting for this bet. How's that sound? All right, let's do it. All right. So week one, the Dallas Cowboys are playing the someone. New York Giants. Who? What do you got? Win or loss? W. Win. Dallas Cowboys. And the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. I thought you were doing the Chargers. Oh, you're right. You're right. Bet. They're playing the Colts in Indianapolis. I'm going to pick the Colts in this game. I might end up picking the Colts as my Super Bowl favorites this year, Joe. Oof. Okay. Good roster. Good roster. So week two, the Dallas Cowboys are playing the Washington Redskins in Washington. Win. Win. 2-0. and Nice. And the L.A. Chargers are playing the Detroit Lions in Detroit. That is a win for the Chargers. You're back in the win column, Joe. Welcome back. The San Diego Chargers are playing the Houston Texans. In San Di- in Los Angeles. Oh, God. I'm going to get blacklisted for that one, aren't I? Yeah. The Chargers are playing the Texans in L.A. I'll, 
I could see the Texans winning this game, but I'll give it to the Chargers here because I don't want to just pick based on my rooting interest in the bet. Who's how is uh, Houston blocking the Chargers defensively? Right, and that that's that's really the the area that, that really stands out as a big time issue. Uh, Dallas Cowboys playing the Miami Dolphins in Dallas. Wow, a formidable opponent. Win three and zero. Win three and zero. That's hot. We're off and running. The Chargers now playing in Miami the next week. The Dolphins will have a direct impact on our bet, Joe. And while the Chargers coming across the country for a one o'clock game in a September South Florida setting, I think the Chargers are a more talented team. So I'll give the Chargers the win. Dallas Cowboys playing in New Orleans against the Saints. Time for the first L of the year. Eat that L. That's Sunday so night game, through, right? Yes. That's going to be a great game. So we are now through uh, the first four weeks, and each of our teams are three and one. The Chargers playing the Broncos in LA. I'll give them a win here, Joe. The Cowboys hosting the Packers on what looks like a Sunday afternoon, either four o'clock or primetime game. Uh, this is probably the biggest toss up yet. If the Packers had Mike Daniels, I could really see. um uh, i mean you like dallas's chances at home i'll give him a win here okay sick moving on let you pick first a couple times now the dallas cowboys are on the road against the new york jets did the chargers oh it's my turn again okay yep oh man I'll give him a win there, too. Yeah. And the Chargers are hosting the Steelers. Steelers having to go across the country. Uh, I think the Steelers are primed for a down year, Joe. I know you think highly of the Steelers. Yeah. Who would you pick in this game? I think, well, I, I like the home team here, but I think the Steelers win the AFC North. Yeah, you're wild. We might have another bet there, but that's for another discussion. I'll give the Chargers the win here as well. So moving on. Dallas Cowboys uh, home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, uh, I gave them ben- the benefit of the doubt three times in a row there. I'm going to give them a loss here. Wow. Wow. Picking the Eagles. Well, yeah. the Chargers are playing the Titans on the road. You can go ahead and give me the Chargers here in that game. So Chargers at this point are six and one. The Cowboys are five and two. Uh, where are we at? Dallas? Is Dallas on a bye? Looks like Dallas yeah, is on a bye. Yeah, they have a week eight bye. Yep. Yep, Dallas is on a bye this week. So the only game this week that we're picking is Chargers in Chicago. And I hate to say it, Joe, but a home game in the Windy City, I think I'm picking the Bears. Yeah, yesterday's podcast. I think the Bears will be down this year. But giving them the be benefit down, of the doubt that... against the 7-1 and one road team. Well, they were 6-1. and one. No, the Chargers were 7-1 and one on the road last year. Oh, on this last year's last year, brother. Yeah. Well, team that can handle it. Dallas Cowboys coming off the bye playing in New York against the Giants on Monday Night Football. Win. Win. Chargers now hosting the Green Bay Packers. I could see the Packers giving them a run, especially if they had Mike Daniels. You're supposed to laugh there, Joe. 
But I was thinking about the next game for me, Dallas. Well, you can't be looking ahead. I have to. No, you can't. If I can listen to music and proxy this conversation and pick games while going week by week, you can just go week by week, my friend. Nope. It's bullcorn. Just for that, I'm picking the Packers. Okay. <laughs> Chargers in uh, Oakland against the Raiders on Thursday Night Football. It's a short week. Go ahead and give me the Ra- – uh, no, never mind. I'll just take the Chargers. Vikings at Cowboys. I gave Dallas – Who did I, did I have them beating Philadelphia in Week 7? No, you had Philly winning that game. Okay. So they'll, they're not going to lose both those games at home. They'll get the win here against Minnesota. Okay, very good. Chargers hosting the Chiefs in Mexico, Joe. <laughs> I want to be fair to you here. I'd like your opinion on this game. Yeah. Neutral site game. I'd like your opinion on it. What do you think? I mean, I think the big part of my belief with this bet is I think that the Chiefs are going to win 13-plus games. Okay, so you think the Chief, you, you'd be perfectly fine. The Chargers are losing a home game here yeah. to play in Mexico, yep. which sucks. I'll, get, I'll take the Chiefs. I think they're the better football team. Uh, Cowboys at Lions. Win. Win. I like it, Joe. I'm a big fan. Chargers are on the bye, so the only game this week is Cowboys at Patriots. Patriots. Loss. Coward. Chargers coming off the bye in Denver against the Broncos. I picked the Chargers the first time they played. I'll pick them the second time they play as well. I'll take the Chargers in this game. The sweep. Oh, no. Here we go. Bills at Cowboys. Yeah, on Thanksgiving, Dallas is going to win that game. That sick. Thank you for being unbiased. In your I always am. Always? Yeah, always. Always? I've never okay, had Chargers. a Chargers in my life. I never have. <laughs> I never have. Chargers coming across the country to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll give the Chargers the win, but I can see Jacksonville making that difficult with their defensive line. And Joe, your game is Cowboys at Bears. Loss. Picking the Bears. They go back-to-back Thursday games. What is that? Who? Oh, Dallas? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, they're protecting them from the short week, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Rams coming to town to play the Dallas Cowboys. Didn't did Dallas beat? No. Didn't they play last year? I think they did. And didn't Dallas uh, tussle them up in the regular? No, it was Chicago that tussled them up in the regular season. Is that who I'm thinking of? No, yeah, they, didn't they play last. It was year. like it was the twelve ten game. Oh, they played in the place. The, they the played playoffs. in the playoffs. That's yeah, right. and Dallas. Dallas had him and kind of let him off the hook. Um. I wish I could just tell you that. Um, They got extra time too. They're going to have ten days for this game. It's true. It's a very good point. 
man, this is the toughest one yet. Um, Kyle, this is tough. I mean, this isn't life or death situation. I gave them wins at home over... No, I gave them a loss to Philadelphia, right? Yes. And I gave them a win to Minnesota. Yes. Okay. And I gave them a loss at Chicago. I'll give them a win here over Los Angeles. Okay. We have the Chargers hosting the Vikings. This will probably be a high-scoring affair. That's a weird game, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's a very weird game. Uh, well, you gave Dallas the benefit, of gal- the benefit of the doubt against the Vikings and gave them a win, and I don't really see any glaring matchup deficiencies that put the Chargers in a bad position. So I will also give the Chargers the benefit of the doubt over the Vikings. So we're entering week 17, Joe, and both of these teams are 10 and 4. Uh, no, we're entering week 16. Week 16. And both of these teams are 10 and 4. Yep. Chargers are playing the Raiders at home, give them a win. The Cowboys are visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. You've Lost. already given the Eagles a win. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna lose two to the Philly this year. All right, that's fine. You're helping out the cause here because the Eagles are getting the wins. Chargers week 17 visiting the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs. The same thing you just did to me with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys are hosting the Washington Redskins week 17. Win. The end result, both of these teams finish 11-5. and five. Right. My, I think my big trump card, well, I mean, the two best teams are right, Eagles and Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are freaking loaded, dude. Everywhere. Their defense is better this year. Their defense is better this year. But you can't you can't assume you're not going to have some level of regression, right? On the offensive side of the ball. Like they'll still be amazing. But will they be as dominant as what we saw last year? I think they're good their their improvements our defense will make up for any, you know, drop off offensively. Now, we also gave these teams, generally speaking, the benefit of the doubt yeah. in a lot of like the games that they should win. Yeah, like we said, we yeah. each had the Broncos and Raiders and Redskins and Giants losing both games to the teams that we're picking. Yeah, well, they both went four and four and four and two and in the, the division. division. No, four no, because they, they both lost to the Chiefs and, and Eagles both times. So I mean, we might end up getting to four and two, and and I think four and two's you know, fairly reliable for both of these teams. But if one of these teams has a misstep, like that, could be a really big loss. And then I had we, I mean, we both gave them the benefit of the doubt against the Vikings. The Vikings are a tough out. Um, let's see, I'm just kind of looking over because this is cool. I can have like all the teams that we picked. Um, I, I mean, I gave, them, I gave Dallas a very tough win late in the season over L.A. You did? And I gave them an early win, a uh, tough win against the uh, Houston Texans to the Chargers. Guess they'll have to play the games and we'll find out. It'll be close. 
Dallas plays at like a million primetime games. Holy crap. Yeah, well, that's the luxury of being the Dallas Cowboys. So five. They have five. Must you know how many nice. the Bills have? Zero. <laughs> Which is fine I don't with think, me. I don't think I don't think the Dolphins wait, no, the Dolphins have, I think, one against the Steelers. Oh, who wants that? Yeah, Monday night football, Dolphins at Steelers. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What week is that? <laughs> it's uh, week eight. Oh, and Pittsburgh's coming off a bye. Yep. That's, That's right. It's it's classic letdown because the Steelers' next three games are Colts, Rams, and Browns. That's actually tough. They go Chargers bye week, quote unquote layup game against the Dolphins, and then Colts, Rams, Browns. They're gonna do they're gonna do the Clemson Notre Dame thing. They're starting. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna study they're gonna study for Miami for two days. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to start working on the Colts game plan Yeah, on Wednesday. (laughs) That was very Uh, rude, Joseph. Very rude. My feelings are hurt. I'm Hey, listen, my Dolphins superlatives come out on Friday. Can't wait. Well, look, I think I said some very important things in that article. Is it anything that's going to surprise me? No, if you've been, it's the same stuff I've been saying for like six months about the team, but it's so so what do you what do you got? Uh, three and thirteen, just like everybody else these days. No, I didn't predict. I didn't predict their win loss record, but I talked about what I've been saying since the beginning is that everybody says teams need to blow it up and be realistic about where they are, and then throughout that process, the criticism doesn't stop. And I talked about the expectations and what people should perceive of the football team and gave Miami a lot of credit for the approach that they're putting together and the believe how easy it is to buy in and believe in Chris Greer and Brian Flores. Very good. I think that's very fair of you. But I also think they're going to win. They're going to win less than, you know, they're not going to win six games. I think they will. And that's funny to me. Like I was listening to Charlotte, Charlotte sports talk radio of all things this morning. And they, uh, Chris McLean, fantastic host on WFNZ. He had the, the show concept, which I'd love to do maybe next week on this uh, podcast, is he asked people, listeners, to give him their boldest football predictions for the year. And there were like, in a, in a three-caller stretch, two people called and said, Miami Dolphins are going 9-7. and seven. I don't know about 9-7, and seven, but... Where, where does the optimism come from? And I don't want to get like into like a big can of worms here. But like, when you look at the line of scrimmages... This team is really low in terms of talent in the entire landscape of the NFL. I can well, get behind I mean, the secondary and some of the perimeter options. You, you look at Brian Flores, and he's going to use a lot of six defensive back groups, so they're going to have team speed on defense, and they're going to mask the issues. They're going to try to mask the issues with the pass rush uh, by playing a base three-man front. And they got a lot of power rushers in the, those capacities, and uh, they'll bring an extra two, so that you'll you'll see some pretty extensive blitz packages. They're, they're going to try and generate pass rusher by scheme because they can't do it by um, just being better than the guys across the line of scrimmage from them. So, I mean, the, the Dolphins have been a top three penalized team in football in for the last five seasons. Uh, Generally speaking, offensively, the only place that they got worse was right tackle. They went from Juwan James to Jordan Mills. Uh, 
but they're they're healthy. They, they were one of the best teams in the NFL last year in run after catch in the first half of the season before Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson went down with season-ending injuries. Uh, I think they're a team that's going to look to run the football, play game control, play disciplined on defense. Uh, I like their secondary and back seven talent. Uh, and then they're going to, you know, piggyback off of, you know, game control and playing physical football uh, by taking their deep shots with the gunslingers, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen, um, play action passing for the vertical shots. And they have team speed at the skill position on offense to create explosive plays. It's just, can, can they stay healthy? It sounds like maybe the two biggest things that you're buying into are scheme and discipline will be better in 2019. Oh my God. They shot themselves in the foot so much last year. But so you're, I mean, but that's kind of like, if you're holding your, you're going to cling to anything. They won how many games last year? Seven. So they won seven games and you're, and you're selling me scheme and discipline. I'm not Joe, they, they won They won seven games last year and, and blew 10 point or double digit leads against the Colts and Bengals in the last eight minutes of the football games. They could have very easily won nine games last year. And that's not to say that's indica- indicative of their talent level, because I agree that they're like their bottom half of the NFL, bottom third of the NFL, as far as the raw talent on the team. You but willing to take a, take a six and a half is a bet? Six and a half is a very, if you set it at six, I would greatly struggle. Because I either have to pick five or seven, but I think that's right in the range that they'll go. I think, you know, last time I did a schedule prediction for Miami, I came back with seven and nine. So you're I think, telling, you don't think Miami's in contention for the number one overall pick? No, I don't. I look at their home slate. They got three home games against the Ravens, Patriots, and Chargers, one o'clock games in September. They'll steal one of those games. They'll be one and three after the first four weeks. Then they got Redskins, Bills, Steelers on a down year, in my opinion, and the Jets. I think they're a better football team right now than the Washington Redskins, especially with the Trent Williams situation and the rookie quarterback. And Darius Geis is hurt again. And then they go Colts, Bills, Browns, Eagles. That's another tough stretch. They might only win one game in that stretch. And then they go Jets, Giants, Bengals, and Patriots. So when we look at this schedule, we like degree of believability when it comes to wins are Washington, Buffalo. You think Pittsburgh's a winnable game? I think it's a winnable game because I think Pittsburgh's prime for a down year this year. Okay, so at Pittsburgh on Monday night, we're going to put in the winnable game category. Winnable games. Okay. The Jets, Buffalo, you consider at Cleveland a winnable game? No. The the Jets again, the Giants, and Bengals. So that's eight winnable games, right? Right. And then if they steal one of the ones in the first four weeks. Man, I think the Dolphins are going to go 0-4. Especially, I, here's the, I don't think it's that they can't beat those teams. It's just that stretch of games to start the season is the worst possible stretch of games to start a season with everything being brand new. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. So, like, could they come out of the bye and beat could they beat the Redskins in Bills and, and get a couple of wins right there out of the bye? Yes, they can. I mean, I'd, I'd pick the Bills to win the home game. I, I would too, but I, I'm just saying in terms of – I don't think anybody could say that's not a winnable. That's that's not like at Dallas, right? Right. Or hosting the Chargers. It's not comparable. 
I mean, I, I, think, know, they'll, I think, they'll, think they'll win three games in the first 10 weeks of the season. And then they got a very realistic chance to win three, three games the rest of the way because they play Bengals, Giants, Bills at home, and they play the Jets again. I see this team struggling, Kyle. That's fine. I mean, I'm not going to bet on it. Yeah, I know, and I wouldn't either. And I think I I hear you. You you have a good elevator pitch, right? I mean, I mean, if it's going to go right, that's how it's going to go, and that's right. the ceiling for the team, right? And the, and then you always have you could always in your back pocket and say, this team won seven games last year, and they're going to be better discipline and better coach and scheme will be better. And I hear and you. they upgrade they upgraded a quarterback. They completely retooled and, and upgraded the interior offensive line at all three spots. Even if the guys aren't good, they're better than what they had last year with Travis Swanson and Jesse Davis. The ultimate a bunch X, of schleps last year. Well, the ultimate X, X factor is Rosen, right? If of Rosen course. plays like a top 10 quarterback and finds this, himself, then this, team, then this gonna, team can win six or seven games. Oh, for sure. I hope it happens because I love Rosen. It's kind of weird. I'm in a, a weird spot. I'd be you, pumped if, if Rosen blows up, and I'd be pumped if Rosen really takes off. In terms of the, the opposite direction? Yeah. Like, he can either go way down or way up, and, like, as a fan of the team that he's on now, I would have great cause for optimism either way. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, is he? He's only got only had a fifty-five completion percentage last year, Kyle. I, how is he going to, you know, bounce back from that? <laughs> That's a discussion for another day. <laughs> I thought we were done here at thirty-one minutes. We took ten minutes of Dolphins talk on the end of the podcast. Yeah, I gave it to you too. <laughs> That's right. We'll talk Bills uh, next week, and I'll be I'll be like serious about it. No, I don't, and not I don't, be like poking the bear. I have rules. I, standards in my life now i don't talk bills with kyle krabs smart yeah it's the smartest whoa, whoa, thing whoa. you could do wait wait we gotta continue the podcast what did i just see uh i am on pro football reference on josh rosen's page you know they have like yeah. the nicknames and stuff yeah it says joshua ballinger lippincott rosen the first round name mean? i don't know first round name is that his name his middle name Must is be. ballinger lippincott i'd assume so Ooh. What do you think that's stock down? I don't know. I just feel like I should have known that. You know what my my nickname for him is? The chosen one. The Rosen Wait. one. Kyle, that that's his my, name. My quarterback. That's what I call him. my quarterback. Kyle, his middle name is Ballinger Lippincott. Rose that's crazy. I just got tweeted at by Microsoft Office. What do they need from you? This is super weird. I took the uh, the the gift from Always Sunny in Philadelphia when the guy's like in the middle of the conspiracy theory rain. He's got like all the pins up on the wall and stuff like that, and the lines connecting things, and he's going crazy. And it's the caption by me is putting together my PowerPoint presentation to make a case for Mike Daniels to play in Miami when he wants to play for a contender. And this is what I'm going to DM you with, with what Microsoft Office just sent me. I don't understand. Oh, they want they want to sell you some products, Kyle. They, you want this, but it's like it's the bunny. Yeah, I see that. It says you want this, and it's holding the trophy away. 
And then it says, then we got just the team for you, and it's handing over the dolphin emoji. Oh. But what what's the trophy? Brother, Free know. pub for Microsoft Office here wrapping up the show. We're signing off. I can't do this anymore. Hopefully anyone's still with us. I don't know. They may. They, thanks for tuning in to Draft Dudes before the last two people that are chose to listen to this all the way through sign off. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Come back and see us again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.